0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air. Welcome to Headscarves and Good Yarns, with me, Amal Abdullahi. The show is all about talking about race, diversity, and everything in between, all in the hopes of empowering a more empathetic Aotearoa. We talk about all these huge life things through the lens of people's lives and stories. I hope every yarn, you take a wee gem from it and expands your heart and mind just a wee bit more. Welcome to another episode of Headscasts and Good Yards. Um, this time for this episode, I had a chat with my lovely husband, Arthur and it was a really special conversation. Um, He usually likes being behind the scenes and doing all the tech stuff, Um, so it was nice to have him in front of the mic and have an honest conversation about his experience, but also um, our relationship. Um, And just a heads up, this conversation very much is like a conversation, we both literally forgot that the mic was there, so, You know, sometimes we go on a tangent, sometimes we forget um, what we were trying to say or what the question was. but I think it's just a testament to how comfortable we were and how real the conversation was. Um, it just felt like we were having a chat just us two um, and we kind of forgot about the mic. Um, so yeah, just a heads up that it is, it is very much a conversation as opposed to an interview, but it was such a beautiful conversation. Um, Arthur is, well he's not studying anymore but he's an international from malaysia so we we're just talking a little about about the international student experience and what it was like when he first came to new zealand and um you know how we've navigated our relationship coming from c- different cultural backgrounds and like the struggles that we've had um as an interracial couple and also his religious background as well because um Arthur's been brought up in different religions or has had different religious experiences at different points in his life but uh last year he decided to become a Muslim um which is amazing Um, that he came to that decision on his own and it's something that felt right for him. Um, so yeah, we talk, touch a little bit about that too. And the reason why I wanted Arthur to have this corridor with me on the show is, you know, interracial relationships, I think they are more common now compared to, say, you know, 50, 80, 100 years ago, um... But when you think about the reality of being in an interracial relationship, it's not always easy. Um, I was doing some reading just before, and there are a lot of stats that show um, people don't mind being in an interracial relationship. When you look at the stats of how many people are in an interracial relationship, it doesn't match. you know, the proportion of people who say they would be okay with it so high compared to how many people actually are in an interracial relationship. And I think it's really interesting when you dive deeper into that, because when you're talking about interracial relationships, often I find more people have an opinion on your relationship, right? Compared to um, relationships where people are both from the same culture. And everyone wants to talk about identity and sense of belonging and you know how well how do you navigate the cultural differences and and it gets even more complicated when kids are also brought into the picture right because people will always be asking questions like oh well I wonder if they'll look more you know from more from the other side compared to the other side and people really worry about then I think that's why the matches or the numbers don't match when you're thinking about the stats because it is very complicated there are so many things and it's not as simple as asking well are you okay with an interracial relationship it does come with its own host of um, struggles and problems but it's also such a beautiful thing like um, Arthur and I will talk about it in our conversation later but the we have a richer understanding of the world together and boy the empathy and the curiosity that I've that's been fostered by being with Arthur has been amazing like for me like learning more about Malaysian Chinese culture and understanding a whole new way to look at the world has been it's been such a beautiful thing and one thing um that Arthur and I have discovered since being together and I think now especially now compared to when we first got together you know hopefully we'll have children um in the next couple of years um and so we're we have been having more conversations and discussions about belonging and identity. But one thing that we've realized about culture, culture is different to traditions in the sense that culture can change and culture is, isn't is just about language and food and all these other sorts of things. It's a set of values and how you choose to represent those values is entirely up to you and we hope that our children will also have that same idea as well that culture and who you choose to be and how you choose to be in this world it's completely up it's up to you and culture can change um and I think you know for my family they've they just absolutely adore Arthur and even though he isn't a Somali by bloodline I think they recognize those Somali values and you know Arthur expresses it in a completely different way but they recognize those values and we can build on that together as a family so it is yeah this conversation was just so um eye-opening and I'm also this is me just being proud, proud proud wife here but he um just is so vulnerable in this conversation and i think when you are so vulnerable it can only lead to good places good places in terms of like growth um and understanding because sometimes it might not feel good being vulnerable um it does take you to places that are a little bit perhaps uncomfortable a little bit scary um but it will always take you to places of growth and yeah he is so so vulnerable in this chat and um if you are like I just encourage everyone to have conversations like this with someone they just absolutely love like after we recorded this I think we were both just like oh like that felt that felt so good so I uh hope you enjoy this conversation and um yeah go go on and have a conversation like this with someone that you love it was such a wonderful experience Um, and I really enjoyed talking about identity and belonging Um, there's a little bit of mental health in there Um, the international student experience and the pressures that come with that um, being Asian in Aotearoa and being in an interracial relationship and what does that look like um, especially our combo that sounds weird saying it like that but I yeah you don't see a lot of Asian men with um, black women and we also touch on like the stereotypes of Asian men and black women as well so yeah enjoy the conversation and thank you for tuning in this episode is pretty cool because a I have someone else with me on the show, so it's not just going to be me talking for the next 54 minutes. Um, but the person who's standing right next to me um, is my bestest friend in the whole entire world. Uh, my husband, Arthur Hon. Welcome to the show, Arthur.
1: Kia ora. Hello, everyone.
0: You're usually behind <laughs> the camera. Like, remember when I first started the show, you're always there doing all the techie stuff for me. It's so nice oh. that you're in front of the mic now. And on the show with me after all this time.
1: <laughs> That's a reason.
0: <laughs> um, so I start off the show with the same question for everyone. And that is, uh, when was the last time you had a really good yarn?
1: Mm. Mm. Last time.
0: Oh, like, yeah, I'm sure you have good yarns every single day. But when? what was the last one that just really stood out and, and made you think?
1: Um... I think it was with you hmm. well I don't talk much to other people because <laughs> I'm not that kind of person um, but I think yeah last time it was with you just well, talking opened about. the world a lot well uh, I can't remember <laughs> what did we talk about
0: our relationship maybe probably. I think yeah some but
1: just how well yeah well Both of us come from different cultures, so we have always had a lot of talk, about. I think. Just, like, different view on different things.
0: That is very true, actually. Mm. Yeah, being in a relationship with you has made me realise, like, how I've grown up.
1: Have you introduced them to me? No, introduced to them? Like, about me?
0: Oh, yeah, I was just... Oh, okay, yeah, good. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just about to say, yes, we come from very different cultures. Mm. Um... And I didn't realize until I got into a relationship with you exactly how different it was. Mm. Like, do you know how when you just grow up in a particular culture, you're just so used to that, but it's not, that until, norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not until you're exposed to something else where you can see how your worldview is in relation to others. But as you pointed out before, Bob, sorry, yes, I, I haven't properly introduced. So there's probably <laughs> people out there listening and wondering, well, where is it that Arthur is from so do you want to introduce yourself bub and say where you're from and who you are as a person
1: or who am I
0: yeah who are
1: you oh I don't know I'm (laughs) mysterious um no um I'm from I grew up in a little town in Penang called Baddowulf um yeah I'm from Malaysia Malaysian Chinese long line of Chinese history heritage behind me um
0: was and that? then, when um, did you come to New Zealand?
1: Um, Yeah, it was a bit, just a bit of my background. I, yeah, I grew up in Penang and then moved to of City because my mum was move, just doing business stuff and she was moving around and I was moving around, so I grew up a memory just me in the car sleeping <laughs> i can sleep everywhere no
0: wonder why you're so good at just yeah anywhere <laughs> well yeah
1: i, I was always a traveler the gypsy my mum was the gypsy she loved traveling around so i know we actually had a home home which, which is nice that we set up a home here in mm. oh, yeah, yeah that's fine um yeah so i moved here when i was 14 15 or so i can't remember the detail of 2014 um, came here just before Christmas um, started high school yeah it was kind of weird joining the class at the end of the year when everyone's like saying bye to each other and I was like "Hey, I'm a <laughs> new <your> student <laughs> it was nice because that was closer to um something called craft week in school so everyone's doing like DIY stuff it was nice because yeah well my mum sent me here just for special education it's called Rudolf Steiner education Which is very interesting. I'm still finding hard to describe what it is to people. What's like I can tell what's different Mm. in terms of the view of education in Steiner and normal public education. I guess a a lot of controversial view on that. But I'm happy.
0: You know, the from what I've picked up from what you've told me, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Bob. But it's like. You, it's more holistic and it's not just yes, focused yeah. on learning and education through textbooks mm. but it's getting out going out there and like doing just, stuff like when we talk about mm. our differences in schooling like the fact that you had that year long project and you lived out in the bush and yeah. you had more focus on doing creative stuff
1: I guess it's for me it's just for more freedom because I come from Malaysia education there is like you study sixteen subjects so you have to go through exam at one in one month time or for or sixteen subject for one whole year you study for then that determines your grade and depending how great good your grade is you get into uni or not. And if you don't get in uni you need to pay shit ton of money to get into a uni because you're going to the private uni. That doesn't care about grade it just take you anyway. Anyway, um yeah it's, it's for I know it's very intense. It's a big change for me when I got here but I discovered myself I was say like it's just yeah the education system just give me a lot of freedom of thought and freedom of doing finding what I love and you know just explore things around it's not as yeah I don't I'm, I can agree with some people it's like this education system is not for everyone mm. that's for people that find it helpful like me because it's been really damaging back when I come from. Seen some horrible thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that was sl- starting education. Sorry, I got carried away. No, that's it. Um, a- yeah, that was from um, uh, Auckland. So this school is called Michael Park in Ellerslie, which is a very cool town. We're close to Central. Um, yeah, I came here with minimal English, I guess. Like, I can't, like, I can speak words. Mm. It's like when you guys learn about Spanish when you're young, or like Fra- French. Oh, I
0: like, could not tell know. you anything. Yeah, now, but like you, honest.
1: you know some part of it. You know yeah. the grammar. Like you, you can't say it, but like you know part of it. That's me when I come to New Zealand. I'll take over.
0: What were your first impressions of New Zealand? It's
1: green. Like <laughs> I landed with like sheep and stuff. It's just very green because the airport landed in the farm or something. Well, no, that's to Dunedin, actually. That's when I first... My first impression of Dunedin was <laughs> sheep and farm. No, no. That no, was my first impression of yeah,
0: Dunedin, too. Auckland. Um,
1: Auckland was something else. I can't remember much, as you see, because it was very intense year when I moved here and spent Christmas here, New Year, with my mom for a little bit. And, yeah, just high school happened.
0: <laughs> how was... Um, what do you think your experience was like in such a big city like Auckland mm. um, and being an Asian person in I Auckland. have to
1: work extremely hard. When I say extremely, I mean like people think I'm rich, but I'm not because well, I'm the first international student in school. Mm. But like it's my mom sold her share on the company. She was in the company, sold her share. So she's like down to nothing, used mm. all that money to fly me here. Mm. pay for my school fee and visa and so she's down to nothing and was sleeping in her friend's house in the little room sharing a bed in a single bed. Um yeah that was a bit hard. Um mm,
0: thanks for sharing that. For oh that's ball. okay.
1: Um and then yeah when I mean work really hard it's I mean after school do two hours of cleanup for bakery. So every time after school if I'm not doing anything extra like volleyball, whatever six o'clock i think was five to six o'clock or so i go to bakery do cleanup for them like sometimes they, they cook men's pie I'll do like scrape it for them you can check out my instagram <laughs> <laughs> <Shut>. <laughs> anyway yeah i just do washing and like mop the floor for them like every day almost every day of the week and then and then weekend i was a chef in a cafe funny i was i was 16 i was like doing dishes for them for like literally like Two months or something, mm. and one of the chefs got injured, so I had to swap in. It was easy, like you know, cutting onions and prepping, and doing yeah. salad stuff. Back then, okay, I was, I was an idiot. <laughs> I would do whatever to get to whatever place. So I was just learning a lot really fast, really quickly. By like seventeen or so, I was running the kitchen by myself, doing breakfast for the weekend because. Monday to Friday is the main shift, and then I was just, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, so I don't even get to socialize much, as much as what I want to in high school. Um,
0: How do you think that's impacted you now?
1: Definitely made me quite anxious, anxious when I'm...
0: Mm-hmm. Anxious, honey.
1: Anxious oh. when I talk to people. There is a certain group of people I'm more comfortable with, but because I grew up in large line of female... <laughs> like largely, I mean, like all my cousin. That's like ninety percent female. Maybe one or two is male. So I'm more comfortable to female people. I would say Although more feminist people. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no,
0: no, that's okay. um
1: But yeah. Um, so I think you bring
0: the... up a really good point because yeah. I feel like there's um a big assumption or story around international students and mm. you know stories of privilege and being super rich but... No
1: I'm definitely not like I have to when we when me and my mom found a house that we moved to because my mom, while well, we lived there I can't remember how long like maybe half a year or two a year or so and then we moved out because pretty much we have to move out because that house you know it's hard to live with another family
0: you, and, need and your own you space. just need your own yeah.
1: space, and like it's, yeah, some, it's not right. Um, and then yeah, we moved out. My mom was working twenty four seven, as you, as she need to. Um, and then I was, I need to work, like, super hard to do what I want anyway, because I was into photography then, and photography to start off is expensive. Even school gave a camera. I used that camera for a long time until I finished high school. I think I just, I bought my first ever camera just before I finished high school. Um, yeah, that was very nice, but I have to work really hard for it. And people think I'm just, I just have the money to buy. it. I was like, <laughs> mate, look at how much I'm earning. <laughs> like I have to work that much to get this much amount of money. Like not much people understand it and people just assume it. but like, I feel like everyone have their own story to tell. It's, yeah, it's very hard people you don't know people's story like just don't assume it
0: there must be so many pressures being an international oh, student oh yeah like L- language, i was culture
1: like because well i wasn't international but i was asian oh well i was international so but i wasn't the only asian student in the class mm. but like there is another asian student <laughs> the name's Arthur. Like, oh, the is... <laughs> Arthur. double like the super smartest kid <laughs> in the class <laughs> the pressure's on you can tell like being asian and then
0: Everyone expected you to be, like, super intelligent mm-hmm. at maths and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, but
1: l- lucky the school was open-minded. Everyone was, like, really nice. But I know if I was in public school or whatever, it would be a different story. Um, But, yeah, I appreciate everyone in, like, Micah Michael Park School because that's how I got my English worked up quite fast. I was talking to a lot of people. I was volunteering a lot as well, other than working. And that's most... Mainly, how my English get, like, as smooth as now is because I talk to a lot of people at work. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was a chat box. Ch- just I can
0: imagine you. Yeah, <laughs> just... you start talking, you don't stop. <laughs> I don't.
1: When I'm nervous, especially, yeah. But, like, well, I guess that's a good thing. Somehow. Yeah.
0: And then, um... Oh, gosh, there's so many things that I want to talk to you about. Um, so then... So, you came to Dunedin, Mm -hmm. and you weren't expecting to come to Dunedin for uni, but here you are in Dunedin.
1: That's another story to tell, (laughs) but yes, I was, yeah, like two days away, I wasn't expecting to go to uni, book a ticket, flew down here, yeah, by myself. (laughs) And then to. Bloody otaku.
0: <laughs> hey, it you changed your life. Though. I changed my life. And I'm life not saying that in this Dramatically,
1: sense. yeah. Yeah, I'm
0: not saying that just because you've met me, but... Oh, <laughs>
1: big assumption there. <laughs> I'm just saying that no.
0: because I feel like you really discovered who you are as a person and mm. you've really challenged all of these things head on, like how is it that you be a man and express your emotions and... yeah. Um, even religion, like you've explored wow. religion a lot. Like last year, you became a Muslim.
1: This year? Last year. Last year. Yes. Yeah, last year, sorry. Last year I... COVID. Memory. Yeah. Oh, the COVID thing really got me. It's every That's two right. years yeah. morph into one. Now.
0: No, no, COVID has really <laughs> screwed over with our timelines. But mm-hmm. um, so you became a Muslim last year, yeah, which is uh, so interesting. It's
1: very special. Because,
0: I... you know, in. Mm. You were, you weren't a Muslim beforehand? No, and and I
1: explore, like, pretty much most of the religion, really. I would say when I grew up, because my family is traditional, like, Buddhist, which is, like, in Malaysia, there's, like, Taoism, which is, like, the really old-school version of Buddhist, which is, like, you know, you see all this, the um, incense and, like, incense? Yeah, yeah, the incense the smoke and... A lot of like um, fire and like you have in your house you have like a um, your the ashes of your grand your your what do you call it your ancestor oh ancestor Anter- yeah all your ancestors and like ashes that you pray at home and you those like like the traditional buddhist the different buddhist is big that's a big religion like that's just one branch of it and that is is like the most old school one so my family come from the big, long line of that. My mom don't believe in that. <laughs> my mom is the special one. and But spiritually, she guided me through a lot of different religion, which is quite cool. i gone through Taoism. And then when I was little, she put me in. Um, I had ADHD when I was younger. And my mom tried to find a different alternative way to cure it. And she was talking to one of the monks up in the mountain that she know. So she sent just me casually. just casually, just <laughs> sent me there for two months, and then I was, yeah, I was there for two months. A little Asian monk, you shaved just your head, shaved my head, everything. Kind of you know. looked
0: like Aang from the Last yep. year you've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Got that
1: orange <laughs> robe and everything. It was very interesting experience. Like I was little, but I still remember like most of the memory from it, which is quite special. Like, like we have to essentially get rid of all the physical affection with the world like shoes clothes money phone food everything you're not allowed to touch any of those like i was walking bare feet everywhere like a monkey
0: We still ate food though right no we still ate food we're just not
1: allowed to like buy food or like do this do that people have to give us food and then we process it and is we're vegetarian as well oh yeah. okay. yes that's right yeah
0: is the idea behind that if you remove your physical associations to this world you can focus more on and the spiritual spiritual science. relationship
1: like yeah like for me because i've been through so many religions like like i hate to see the wars fighting over religion you know like mm this religion fight with that religion and use, people using religion to get to some places they want to be or like, or use religion to become the dictator of some place. It's it's when hard watching that. Like, I, I don't think religion should be weaponized. Like you say, yeah. There is always extreme in all religion. Like Buddhists, i seen like some, yeah, effed up stuff. Like, you know, every religion have the same thing, like, you know, Christian, like, you know, yeah. you can look at it up all online. Like, I'm not saying anything, but, like, I'm just saying, like, it's cool to, like, be involved, well, be understand all religion. And at the end of the day, if you close your eyes, they all are, uh, try to achieve the same goal. It just what perspective you can, you look for.
0: You know. it is so true yeah. I read this metaphor once and it's like religion is like sun coming in through the house mm. but it's just coming in through different angles and holes mm. so it looks like it's and depends where you sources. are in the earth
1: like you can come from east side west side mm. you
0: know yeah you can really run wild with this metaphor yeah
1: like um, I mean yeah that's my point of view I, I was also Christian like when I was primary school in malaysia it was big christian group in my class and they might me over to the church they say you don't have to join anything oh sorry i was born catholic
0: yes I forgot that's, right. that's my
1: <laughs> that's where my name come from It's a bible name after mm. biblical name so um yeah i was born born catholic because my dad was a big catholic guy mm. and my mom was like it's all good <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah I was born catholic gone through the basing thing
0: uh, baptism baptism
1: mm-hmm. but my mom's like you eat with us <laughs> I was like sure <laughs> I mean like there's like you can't really lock a person into a religion that's like what you believe and then you can lock yourself into not lock yourself like you can focus yourself on that path
0: so Th- that's my belief why did you choose Islam as your path um, cause like I never like said to you, you know, you have to become a Muslim or anything. Yeah, like that. I, I mean, yeah. Um, I'll
1: never put any pressure on me, but no one ever put pressure on me. But like, I just feel right, you know, like. Sometimes you go to Mecca's, you drive through, like you don't know what you want to eat, but you know you look at that big is looking, you just like, oh, I'm gonna choose you. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> oh, wait a man. It's a, it's a, I'm a chef, so I, I have to use food, you know. Um, oh, what
0: a metaphor!
1: But yeah, it's 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 the right time, right place, you know. I feel like you're the one, and I was like, yeah. you know what? It's, Islam is something special that I haven't explored and I feel like I need to. And it's calling my name and I'm right here. I was like, why not? Ahmad will be a great spiritual guide and the whole big family is there, I would love to be involved in it and I think growing up in a big massive family it's it's nice and I would love to be in another one. Aww. which I don't have in New Zealand yet, you know, everyone's in Malaysia. Um, but yeah, it's just the right place at the right time and i'm I'm right because when I moved to Wellington, wow, wow,
0: yeah mashallah. Oh, everything
1: was so special, <laughs> the dad, wow, I'm telling you he's something else, yes, Allah does him. yeah <laughs> loves you, oh yeah. that's so special, and then we got and then we got married,
0: yeah, we had our Islamic marriage, it
1: was very special was, that day was very special to me. Mm um just
0: there might be some people who are listening and they're probably wondering what a islamic marriage is yeah so i just quickly explain so it's called a um nikah and the actual ceremony so the nikah is quite um it's quite beautiful in the sense that it's It's just so simple it's so simple it just focuses entirely on the relationship (laughs) and like you know you have that. the head of the mm. mosque there, and he um, officiates the ceremony.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just
1: uh, like it's just for me. It's just very simple, very plain. Like in a sense, in a in a sense humble. It's, it's a, yeah, in a good way. Humble. In a sense, like you don't have to shove off your money. You don't have to put up like all this stuff. You don't have to like you know. It, in a sense, it's just so simple that it's like I say, I love you.
0: Yeah, it's just, mm. so, yeah, focus on the relationship, which is really beautiful. And mm. then we read some Quran together um, and we had yeah, some of cool. our... And the community, together just everyone
1: our, come together. It's, that's, that's a sense of community for me. Islam, like everyone is one.
0: Mm, I felt like it's not Mm. just about us two getting married as well but it's like an acknowledgement of the Mm. community behind us as a couple which is really really Mm. special
1: which is is a big step for Somali culture as well isn't it
0: yeah interracial Um, uh, relationships are still a really big deal
1: it's it's, yeah it's in Malaysia it's massive like my mum's still taking the time to digest the news I think like it's just big, you know. Like, you haven't, you never see a Chinese, Malaysian Chinese with Somali person get married.
0: And specifically, specifically,
1: non Malaysian
0: Chinese man with, man with a Somali woman. woman. Yeah, like I think if you put aside our two cultures and like the struggles that mm. we've had, all the frictions that we've had mm. within um, our personal worlds in accepting our relationship. When you just think about interracial relationships in general, you know, there are usual pairings that are expected mm-hmm. and people don't really blink an eye towards, mm-hmm. but then we always attract stares and questions and. Yeah. I feel like people still, you know, people still can't process the fact that you're with me, like a black woman. And I've always felt this way. And it wasn't until I did some reading behind it where I was like, it actually is a thing. But across the board, black women are considered the least attractive. Wow. The least attractive. Not to me. That's very (laughs) nice, honey. But yeah, and it doesn't matter what culture... Black women have always it's, it's, ranked, yeah,
1: it's self- and then
0: there's such stereotypes about Asian men, oh, men sorry as yeah. well. Yeah. That Asian men, you know, are not can can't ever be sexual. Are always like the nerdy. the nerdy types. Well, and,
1: K-pop is coming, so
0: yeah, I feel like K-pop has kind of changed that. Yeah, but, you know, they still yes, very yeah. like if you look at back movies in, and stuff. Yeah, back in except America. for Shang Chi actually,
1: no pre Shang Chi era, I would say.
0: have you ever seen like a super hot muscly asian man attractive asian man no like that asian guys always regaled to like that nerdy tacky nerdy yeah yeah and then to have those stereotypes and those stories and then to have us two together i think it's so interesting it's
1: very interesting yeah like back in malaysia like like chinese have a tradition like you know my grandma and grandpa, they got married without knowing each other first.
0: Oh, it's a good old arranged marriage. Yeah, arranged marriage?
1: Arranged yeah. marriage. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's tough, man. Like Then my mom brought up that mindset and she broke it because she married... Well, my dad was half European, half Mal- Chinese, Malay, I think. Malaysian Chinese? Ma- yeah, Malaysian Chinese, but... Not too sure because he was adopted, so he don't even know what he is. But mm. he's definitely half European, something I because he got blue eyes and he's tall. But he's not blonde. Um, yeah, that's where my height come from, I think. <laughs> but- yeah, if
0: you haven't met Arthur in person yet, yeah, he's so tall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not, not the classic Malaysian. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? Sorry, got distracted. We
0: were. Oh my god! I actually have just completely forgotten what we were talking about. So entranced in the conversation. Oh no, we were talking about um your grandparents yeah. and how they had an arranged marriage, and then your mum went off and mm. she kind of broke that um by being with your dad.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, just the whole marriage thing with my mum's side. Like, it's not working well. <laughs> Like, I, I don't want to share... I can't share too much. But, like, mm. I grew up with a single mom, essentially. Um, yeah, like, I never had a dad in my life, which is quite different, because in Malaysia, you get teased by that. It's funny. I don't know why. But when I come back, came to New Zealand, like, it's normal to have a single mom in high school. Well, back in... Like, anyway. um, but I think in Malaysia, like I got such a shame. Like everyone shame me like where your dad is, like Oh <laughs> yeah, I I grew up with that so I never talked about my dad any in any shape or form because I just never grow up with it and I get PTSD from it. Um Aww, but yeah. it's all right, like I'm 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 over it. I talk to people about it. You know, I'm I'm happy now so yeah, talking with people is quite important. I think like being with you talking to you with a lot of things really helped me out that's why this relationship it's very nice
0: (laughs) oh it's really sweet love it's really sweet um but by being in a relationship Mm. with me what has that taught you about i don't know love or race and belonging and identity and all these sorts of things it taught me everything
1: (laughs) Like, 90% of my, th- my thinking is from learning from this relationship. Like, back then, you know, like, when you were high school kids, you know, I don't know. It's like, there's some stereotype that's set in the mind of a teenager. Like, when you grow up, you, you say things that, you know, you, you think is normal, mm. but it's actually not. Like, you didn't say, he's gay back then it was cool because, you know, everyone just say, he's gay.
0: Oh, yeah. It was Our a high people's. school thing.
1: Yeah, like, because because you are such a cool guy when you say, he's gay, you're gay, this gay, that gay, like, it was everywhere. <laughs> and it was normal for me to say that until I met you. Yeah. It was special because I learned a lot of things, like, why I should say this, why I shouldn't say this. Mm. And I understand that It's not like, just like, no, you're not allowed to say that. It's more like, baby, let's not say this because da-da-da-da-da. And I understand it. And that taught me a lot of things. That, yeah, the gay thing was one example.
0: Um, When people talk about... Because I sometimes get asked this question as well. But when people talk about, you know, my blah-blah-blah is racist or some kind of is Like, how do I have that conversation with them and like i think one wonderful thing about our relationship is that we're like very open we can have that discussion um even if those feelings of like guilt or shame or defensiveness comes through and like from our time being together how do you push through those feelings push through that feeling yeah like all well, the shame and the, the guilt and the defensiveness comes up like because when yeah. someone calls you forward like they do mm-hmm. they do come up
1: but... they do they definitely do like i still do sometimes and i feel 100% off of it um yeah that's a tough question <laughs> mm. um i listen i do a lot of listening as you see i don't talk a lot but i i'm a good listener I think that's what makes me a good RA as well. I just listen to issue and talk will talk about it afterward if I can. If I if I don't I will say something. But um a lot of issue that we discussed it and we talked about and the thing I've done. I think it's it's hard for me process because that going up that's a norm for me. Like, I yeah. thought that was normal, and I'm being defensive because that's what I've been taught about. And a boy should always keep his baseline, you know. It's like you're always right, that's what you grow up as. It's such a mean, mean, mean culture. Mm. I think it's very wrong. Like, it's a lot of learning in this world. Like, women have done so much. If we don't acknowledge it, it's like. it's it's the least we can do acknowledging it you know like i I just think a woman been fighting for such a long century like and then now if men say anything like it's 2021 like you know should we talk about this everyone's equal it's not like it's still a lot of assumption that men grow up with not assumption. sorry customization Mm. like you know we men we just customize to you know i'm always right you're like you're always if you always do this you will be always fighting in relationship that's why things important talk about it and just like just start being defensive and just understand what each other is saying not just the men woman both whatever gender you are whatever Relationship you're, you're in, I think it's important to understand both sides of the story, and s- just...
0: S- listen, just eh? listen
1: and just um, process it. Take your time, calm down a little bit. I teach I'm a really good trick is to breathe, <laughs> a long deep breathe for three seconds. And then that will clear up your head a little bit. Just give some oxygen, because when you're angry, it actually take the oxygen out of it and you're not thinking straight. And or then, stressed or anxious. <laughs> yes, or, or anything that happened. Um, Sorry, just typing. Yeah, but sorry, it's turning <laughs> into therapy section. <laughs> Loki kind of is. Yeah, no. All oh, um, right, what's the next question?
0: When we have kids in the future...
1: Oh, um, wow. No, just <laughs> yeah. kidding. We talk about this.
0: <laughs> what values do you want us to lead with as parents of mixed babies? Because our children are going to be...
1: Oh, Somali,
0: They're Malaysian, Chinese, the
1: Kiwi. Oh my God, everything.
0: <laughs> um,
1: I definitely want, to, want them to be proud of their heritage, their roots. The long line of Malaysian Chinese that I'm from, the long line of Somali family I'm from. Embrace both of it. I think that's the most important thing. Like I grew up and had a shame about my Chinese culture. You have to learn English fast. Learn, learn, learn. That 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 like no one forced me to, but that's my mentality when I come to New Zealand, like Chinese fuck there because no one will understand me. No one can understand what I'm saying. Like what's the point of having it around? I'm ashamed of it because I'm Chinese. You know, you're growing up in Auckland, like, you know, Chinese people stealing the house, Chinese people there, Chinese people that, this, me in China this. Because when I got to New Zealand that was the era of like getting rid of me in China shit. Mmm do you remember i that? actually
0: don't remember this
1: but well there was the era was like everyone's putting like main in new zealand sign everywhere
0: oh it was I it really was, there was
1: there was a short period of time i mean the main in china thing and everyone's a bit agitated by the whole china but china is china malaysian chinese is different you know. but like we still categorize it as chinese so
0: and i suppose like mm. to the. That- to the average kiwi we all look the same (laughs) unfortunately yeah asian people are put into the same category yeah yeah,
1: and then i remember that year was one of the year that one of the dairy store in north shore got killed by gang members as well oh so that that was that was a big year and i was like scared like my mom was scared i was scared everyone's scared everyone chinese is scared (laughs) um Mm. yeah that's okay I know how to deal with this issue now um but yeah it's important to talk to people that you trust with just get reassurance yeah um okay so
0: you want our kids to be proud of where they they come from
1: the kids to be proud of where they come from it's very very important i think like learning the language language connect to the roots it's what's holding it the connection i think that's very important it's a shame that i can't speak fluent in Need of the language <laughs> now. I'm just like in the middle. Can't speak fluent Chinese. or Mandarin. I mean, can't speak fluent English. Oh well, well, fluent. I think you're. I, I think fluent good. is a, it's a fluid word. You know, like, yeah. I think I'm fluent, but maybe not as fluent as I thought it would be. But you know, I I just want the kids to connect with the roots and acknowledge where they come from and where their parents come from no
0: pressure (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: I mean like I'm not gonna put pressure on them if they want to live their life but I'm just wanting them to grow up with the culture the food the food is a big one even in Somali culture too eh
0: yeah food is massive Mm. I feel like food is important to me Mm. especially because my language skills aren't the best I feel
1: like just like expecting like when we eat food we have to all sit around the table you know wait for the elders to eat it's always, like, food is the one that connect us with conversation. If you look up Te Papa, because I'm the latest blog that I wrote. With, um, shameless plug. Shameless plug. You,
0: you should yeah. plug it because it's a very good It's video.
1: very important. That's my heritage. Um, speaking Hoken, um with Little Penang owner. Um, that was very cool. I did a docu- documentary um, video f- for Te Papa. You should check it out. It's just talking about how food connect with the culture. It's very special, I think. That's where a lot of deep conversation come in with the family. That's the only time we talk about anything in the dining table, yeah,
0: um just changing tack here a little bit mm-hmm. um of course, with any relationship, there will be some things about you know your other person that you're not hundred percent going to understand straight away, just mm-hmm. because humans are oh, so yeah, complex.
1: Of like, me and you, our relationship, we never talk about any kind of issue until, like, this year or last last year happened. Hey.
0: What do you mean, by?
1: Like, talk about a lot of the issue we've been having.
0: That is true, actually. Mm. I felt like...
1: Like, the first two years, well, we've been three and a half, a little bit more mm. this year. But, like, I just feel like this is the year we've been really growing, like, really close to each other.
0: Yeah, we have matured quite a lot, actually. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, like, we were always close with each other, like, very close. But I think this year, emotionally...
0: Yeah, our love we've has been, matured. We've
1: been battling through a lot of things. And I think, yeah, hopefully this year has made us, made me grow up a little bit.
0: Oh, definitely me too. I yeah. think, yeah, we've been tested a lot. I think... Being in a interracial relationship is quite hard. It's
1: hard. Like, it's a lot of expectation, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, you.
0: A lot of people feel like they can have yeah. an opinion on your relationship, right?
1: Yeah, which is. I don't know.
0: It's hard when, just, as a couple, you're still trying to figure I'm things just, out. I'm just. Yeah, like, hard. me and
1: Amal, it's quite lost to be frankly honest like when first two years we don't really care about this because we're in honeymoon phase so like you know we found each other it's mm. was my first true love you know there's a lot of things to celebrate and i was student so i was <laughs> i was a simon simon every day and mm-hmm. I, I was busy with her work and everything like yeah it was a lot and this year's time we finally slowed down we have our own house and we have space
0: just clarifying renting no we haven't bought it well well, it sounds like we bought it (laughs) no
1: we well we finally got rented a house by ourselves you know we always had someone with us a flatmate um but yeah it was it's nice i think like that really made me reassure our marriage you know
0: yeah Mm. Um, but as I was, um, saying before, mm. oh, that was really nice. That was really nice to hear. Actually. Yeah. We have matured a lot together. Um, but as I was saying before, you know, with any relationship, there'll be some things that you just won't understand about the mm. other person. Um, but being in a relationship with me, how has it opened your eyes, um, to the black, you know, Muslim experience? Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's a tough. Don't mind me The tough fucking life That you guys grew up in Like Man I Seen So much In the past three years How People treat you
0: mm.
1: Living through the March 16 19 no, no, 19 Sorry I'm better at numbers And eight names Yeah March 19 attack I was next to you Like All of a sudden You get a whole Range of support And then it Disappeared it's like people do it once a year kind of thing. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get a support you should give it all year round, like Um But yeah, like it's man, I listened to all your story that you've grown up with. I'm just like, fuck. It's a tough life. Even tougher than mine. I thought mine was tough already. But I mean no, like every but, but, but everyone, everyone a, have their own yeah, it's exactly. not a competition. It's not a, not a competition. Everyone bro. have their own life and how tough they are i'm just glad we found each other and can share each other load um but man yeah grow- <laughs> imagine growing up as a black muslim and i it <laughs> yeah it's definitely like people say new zealand is not a racist country but it is like racist definitely like there's so many things even i came here for a short amount of time well not short now almost seven years now. Yeah, you've
0: been here for quite a while. Quite a wee yeah. while yeah. yeah.
1: Um but yeah, it's yeah. It's still I still feel the racist around me, you know. Even though it's cash racism or like yeah, just a lot of things to talk about. And and imagine I'm in your shoes, holy heckers! Like it's tough, you know? And being a female as well, that's even like tougher. I just feel like Yeah i don't know in malaysia it's it's like bad shit crazy <laughs> over there like being a female male is definitely favoritism than female in malaysia because like it's, it's a malaysian chinese thing like growing male you bring the money back from outside you know female mm. you're just waiting for get married i feel like it's the same as somali culture as well
0: yeah we are quite patriarchal, but mm. I feel like it's changing a lot now it's
1: It's very good I think like our generation is doing really good some really good job at the moment in you know, us to set an example I think like, everything's possible
0: It really is mm. yeah I think like being in a relationship with you has really opened up my eyes on all sorts of things.
1: yeah I'm still on the tradition. it's like nothing will change too much, you know I'm still. Like I'm not. My aim is not to destroy any tradition. It's I'm still honour them. I'm still passing down to the generation, but just you know, tweaking a little bit for a different era. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I think yeah, being in a relationship with you has definitely made me realise like culture can change. Yeah, culture yes. can change, and culture isn't just meaning tradition or Mm. doing things the way they've always been done. Culture is a set of values, but how you show those values...
1: Mm. You're good with words.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But how you show those values depends on, like, who you are as a person and -hmm. and how you want to express them. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like in Somali culture, being there for your community is really important and being a hospital person and looking after your community mm-hmm. are really important and I can still be smiley in that way and still be with you. Yeah. But there I think initially, especially, you know, Abun we were worried that I would lose my smileiness being with you. Or oh, still
1: Abel there. Hoya, Hoya is mum and dad in Somali, by the way.
0: Oh, yes, yes, sorry, yes, thanks for explaining that. That's Bob. okay. Um, Very good. But it's, I still have it. Mm-hmm. And I will build it. on it by being with you.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what Abo saw in me. He, I reassure him that we will not lose our tradition. Do not worry.
0: We will still express those values. Yeah, we will we'll
1: definitely, like, that's yeah
0: oh this is i've just noticed how much time has gone by i will wrap up this conversation now definitely but thank you so much for joining me on the podcast bub and sharing so much of your life and our relationship like you're welcome this is this has been very very nice um and thank you for tuning into another episode of headscarves and good yarns and, <laughs> and we will catch you for the next one Ka-kite. Thank you for tuning in into another episode of Headscarfs and Good Yarns. To keep spinning the yarns, let us know your thoughts. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Headscarfs and Good Yarns or email us at headscarfsandgoodyarn at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.